Welcome to The War from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Well, this weekend we're going to focus a little bit on one of the greatest entertainers of all time, Al Jolson. In today's episode of Command Performance, Jolson plays a key role with about the last third of the show being Jolson singing. There are a few highlights there along the way. The MC uh, is Marlena Dietrich. Dietrich was a German-born uh, actress who became an American citizen in 1939 and was very outspoken against Nazism. And uh, I've read that she actually raised more um, uh, money uh, in terms of uh, war bonds than any other star during the war era. So uh, definitely some people who worked really hard for victory. And now, uh, here now is command performance from May the 13th of 1942. USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week, till it's over, over there. <laughs> Greetings to Uncle Sam's Armed Forces from the American Entertainment Front. Shooting another command performance out on 20 beams of shortwave to every nook and cranny of the world. Tonight, Broadway stars and Hollywood stars twinkle together in a special sky, high above Cleveland, Ohio, where the convention of the National Association of Broadcasters is assembled to hear the letters you men have written in and the stars you have commanded to appear. Tonight's first letter comes from Seaman First Class L.J.H. in the U.S. Naval Hospital at Pearl Harbor. He says, Dear Command Performance, since that certain Sunday morning when unexpected visitors dropped in on us, I've been looking at the world from a cot. I'll be up on my feet again any day now, but in the meantime, as a certain Red Cross nurse sitting here beside me puts it, I've got to depend on other people's legs. As long as I do, I figure I may as well aim high. How about the lady with the most publicized pair in the world, Miss Marlena Dietrich? Seaman L.J.H., your wish is our command. Here she is. Lovely, charming, ravishing Marlena Dietrich. Thank you, Jimmy Wallington. And hello, a very special hello, to my friend L.J.H. at Pearl Harbor and all the other fighting nephews of Uncle Sam. Last week in New York, I was speaking with Fred Allen, who entertained you in command performance some time ago. Following his appearance, a group of you boys in Australia wrote him a wonderful letter of appreciation. Fred let me see that note, and as he handed it to me, he said, Don't lose that letter, Marlena. It's the biggest salary check I've ever received. That statement by Fred Allen goes for all of us in show business, because you boys out there are the stars now, and we are just supporting players. 
As they say in Hollywood, we're bit players. Doing our little bit for you fellows who are doing so very much. And now for the show. In response to the request of the boys on the 97th Medical Detachment, APO 954, location known but censored, I give you from Great Lakes Naval Training Station, Lieutenant Commander Eddie Peabody, King of the Banjo. It's a pleasure to appear on Command Performance. With the assistance of Bob Moonen, musician second class, I'd like to play a little something we've cooked up special for the boys in the service. What do you say, Bob? Okay? Peabody, if those Navy pals of yours continue picking on the enemy the way you pick on that banjo, that's all, brother. <laughs> now for Staff Sergeant K.E.U. down in Trinidad, the second triumphant command performance of Tommy Riggs and his imaginary little bundle of mischief, Betty Lou. <laughs> She can ride. Give a man a horse she can ride. Give a man a Why, horse. Why, Betty Lou, that's an odd song for a little girl to sing. Oh, hello, Miss Dietrich. That's a very special number I'm singing for a very certain person, don't you? Don't I what, Betty Lou? Well, don't you know that Mr. Tommy went horseback riding? Horseback riding? Yes, but all the horses he tried to ride they had a very patriotic motto. A very patriotic motto? What was that? Keep them flying, too. <laughs> Speaking of horses, Betty Lou, I understand that Jimmy Wallington took you to the races. Is that right? Well, I thought it was right at the time and until I made a bid on a horse called Itchy. Itchy? Are you sure the name of the horse was Itchy? Well, it must have been. They had to scratch him in a third race. <laughs> Don't you know it's wrong for little girls to bet on the horses? Well, I know it now. <laughs> I see. <laughs> So your horse lost the race, is that it? Yes, but he almost won. 
At the finish line, he was neck and neck with the horse that beat him. If both horses were neck and neck at the finish line, how could your horse lose? The other horse stuck out his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's too bad, Betty Lou. Did you bet him on the nose? Yeah, no, I bet on the whole horse. <laughs> <laughs> well, all in all, Betty Lou, I guess you didn't have a very good day at the races. Well, I was doing okay until Jimmy Wallington tatted me onto a nag in the toy and I lost my shirt. <laughs> oh, pardon me, Marlena, but Betty Lou, what language? Oh, hello, Mr. Tommy. I'll be back in a minute. No, now, now, don't run away. I want you to answer some questions for me. Well, that's where you have me at a disadvantage. What do you mean I have you at a disadvantage? Well, you ask the questions, then turn right around and put the answers into my mouth. <laughs> Silly, isn't it? <laughs> now, don't be funny. Well, if I'm not, how long do you think you'll last in radio? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. But what about that money that was in your piggy bank? Uh, what money? The money that was gone when I shook the bank. Oh, I beat you to it, huh? <laughs> now, tell me, what did, you, what did you do with the money that you took out of your bank? Well, Mr. Walling needed some spending money, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh... Yes, I did, too. I know you did. You lost your place. I'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll bet you don't know what happened after the races were over. Well, I'll bet it was nothing trivial. Oh, nothing like that. But one of the jockeys let me gallop all the way around the track on the winning horse. Well, sit down and tell me about that. I can't. You can't tell me about it? No, I can't sit down. <laughs> but, oh, pardon me, Mr. Tommy, there's uh, Mr. Wallington, and I've got a, a little financial discussion with him. Oh, Mr. Wallington. Hello, Betty Lou. It's a beautiful day, isn't it? Never mind the weather. What about my piggy bank? Oh, why, Betty Lou, don't worry about your piggy bank. You know me. Yes, and that's what I'm worried about, too. <laughs> Now, look, Betty Lou, I'm going to let you in on a very good thing at Jamaica tomorrow. Yes? Here's a three-horse parley that can't lose. In the first race, pick is gone. Is gone? That's right. In the second race, the horse's name is forever. Forever. And in the third race, pick my doe. Yes? Now, have you got that straight? You have no idea. Okay, what is it? My dough is gone forever, so there, too. Thank you very much, Tommy Riggs. And now, in response to the insistent demands of American fighting men all over the world, the return engagement of the popular singing star, Kenny Baker.
breaks through Just before I go to sleep There's a rendezvous I keep And the dream I always meet Helps me forget we're far apart I don't know exactly when, dear But I'm sure we'll meet again, dear And my darling, till we do Top so high that somehow love can't climb. No, no, true love will find a way. There's no river quite so wide that love can't cross in time. Please believe me. Just before I go to sleep, there's a rendezvous I keep, and the dream I always meet helps me forget we're far apart. I don't know exactly when, dear, but I'm sure we'll meet again. And my darling, till we do, you are always in my heart. Thank you, Kenny Baker. And our gratitude to Johnny Augustine, who is guest conductor of the orchestra tonight. Command performance now answers a letter from Private D.V., U.S. Marine Corps, somewhere in the Caribbean. Here's his favorite star, Miss Mitzi Green. Feed me daddy, aid to the father, people gather around when he's on the stand. And when he plays, he gets a hand The rhythm he beats puts the cats in a trance Nobody there bothers to dance When he jams with the bass and guitar Oh, beat me, Daddy, ain't to the bar Now the way I imagine the same song might be sung By Miss Catherine Hepburn It's really amazing the way the multitude gathers about When he's on the stand, really it is And when he plays, they demonstrate their appreciation by giving him a hand for which he's so beholden. His rhythmic expression throws the felines in a trance. Nobody present gets the urge to dance. When he combines the bass and guitar, ah, oh, but that's another Philadelphia story. I shout, beat me, father, eight to the pool. A plink, plank, a plink, plank, plink, plank, plunking on the keys. Definitely devastating. A riffraff, 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 riffing out with ease. Heavenly, isn't it? But when he coagulates the bass and the guitar, I shout, 
Meet me, Daddy. I'll be at the bar. And now, Miss Greta Garbo. The public's congregating when he's on the stand. When he gives the music, they clap with their hands. Such tempo, such technique puts me in a trance. I'm floating on air and I don't want to dance. But when he yams with the bass and guitar, they're calling, beat Mr. Kofsky, A to the bar. I think, I thank, I think, thank, think, thank, think, thank. I thank, I go home. Such a riffraff, riffraff, riffraff. I want to be alone. But when he yams with the bass and the guitar, I'm calling now, beat Mr. Kofsky, A to the bar. Bar. Now, Miss Fanny Bryce. You wouldn't believe it how the people's are crowding when on the stand he stands. And then he plays it applauding like anything and whistling with the feet and with the hands. The ribbon he beats puts the pussycats in a trance. They're insensible and conscientious. In fact, they're in a coma. Nobody here, there, anywhere bothers to do the conga, the rumba, not even a jig. But when he jim jams with the jelly on the bustle with the guitar, they're screaming, ay, 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 beat me, popsy doodle, half a dozen to the bar. A plink, plank, plunk, punk, plank steak, chop liver on the keys, a riff, roof, rough house, rip gear. Boy, is he a cheese. But when he jim jams with the jelly on the bustle with the guitar, they're screaming, ay, 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 beat me, popsy doodle, six and seven eighths to the bar. A boogie woogie floozy boozy oi foy hot foot. Beat me popsy doodle half past eight to the bar. Command performance recently from two fighting Americans thousands of miles apart. One bears the postmark Trinidad from Private First Class RG. The other is from Sailor JBJ with a U.S. fleet somewhere in the Atlantic. He is the truly great star both letters asked for. L. Jolson. Thank you, Marlena Dietrich. And greetings to all the fighting men who've commanded my appearance here. I'm especially glad to answer that letter from Trinidad, and I might tell you boys down there that this tonight is just a preview, because very shortly after you've heard this broadcast, I'll be on my way to Trinidad, where I hope to meet each and every one of you in person. <laughs> of course, this is a very thrilling experience for me tonight, not only because I can do a little something for you boys out there who are doing such a big something for us here, but because I have the opportunity to work with Marlena Dietrich. And believe me, boys, that's nice work if you can get it. <laughs> Just think, Marlena, what the boys out there in the service would give to be in my shoes now. <laughs> of course, later, I'd like to be in my socks. Do your feet hurt? I beg pardon? Do your feet hurt? Quiet, Gracie. You know... 
Marlena, one of my ambitions has always been to play a love scene with you in a picture. Oh, are you in pictures? Insult number one. <laughs> I was in pictures. The last time I worked in Hollywood, they released me and kept the picture. <laughs> but I'd still like to do a love scene with you. Marlena, put your arm around me. Hold me tight. Don't let me go. How long am I supposed to hold you? For 30 days, and if nobody calls for me, I'm yours. Before I could appear in a love theme with you, Al, I really ought to know how you kiss. Well, maybe sometime when I'm not so busy. What's the matter with now? Kiss me. There's nothing to it. Oh, now, wait a minute, Marlena. I'm... <laughs> I'm bashful. Oh, come on. Don't be afraid. I guarantee you there's nothing to it. Well, I'll... I'll take a chance. There. Well? I was right. There is nothing to it. <laughs> well, both of us have been traveling around the country, appearing at a lot of army camps. What was the funniest experience that happened to you? Well, last week, Marlena, and this will kill you, I appeared at a camp, Camp Upton to be exact, and I took along ten beautiful showgirls from the Broadway hit Best Foot Forward. I arrived at camp, and the CO, you know, that's the uh, commanding officer, took one look at the girls and said, Al, I'm afraid to let you take these ten beautiful girls in the camp. And I said, why not? And the commanding officer said, after all, look, Al, we've got thousands of boys here. There's no telling what would happen if you turn these ten gorgeous creatures loose among these fellows. Well, I placed my hand on his shoulder, and I said, Colonel, I'm afraid you got us all wrong. These are high-class girls. Many of them have a fine background. They're the intellectual type. Why, with these girls, everything is in the mind. Everything is in the mind. And the colonel said, I don't care where it is, these guys will find it. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute, Marlena, where are you going? I'm going to that camp. No, no. <laughs> well, that wasn't the only funny experience I had. On my trip up here to Cleveland to broadcast for you boys... I stopped somewhere in the hills of Ohio at a little garage. And I said to the fellow who ran the garage, I said, give me 10 gallons of gas. And Jesse went to go for the gas. I said, by the way, have you got a radio here? He said, sure, why? I said, well, I want to hear the news. I want to hear what General MacArthur is doing in Australia. He said, General MacArthur, who is he? I said, you mean to tell me you never heard of General MacArthur? And he said, no. And I said, well, after you get the 10 gallons of gas, get me four new tires. But when I, when I arrived at the hotel here, the Carter, one of the nicest hotels here in Cleveland, I had something happen to me, well, that in all my years in the theater, I never believed possible could happen. It was really the worst insult I've ever had in all my life. I was rather tired riding all night. So I went up to my room. I wasn't in there five minutes when there was a knock on the door. Like that. And I said, who's there? And the boy said, the house detective. I said, what do you want? He said, have you got a woman in that room? I said, no. And he said, here's one. And he shoved one in. How do you like a thing like that? <laughs> I wouldn't have cared, but the price I'm paying for that room, I should have shoved two in. <laughs> and now, boys, I want to tell you, I, I, had, I had a little surprise for you tonight, but I'm sorry that I have to disappoint you. Gypsy Rose Lee wanted to be on the command performance here tonight, but I'm sorry to say that circumstances over which I have no control make it impossible for her to appear. But she sent me a wire, which, if you don't mind, I'd like to read to you. Quote, Dear Al, Sorry I can't with you, be with you tonight. 
as I'm appearing as guest star on the Bear Aspirin program, unquote. <laughs> And now, boys, boys, I'm going to sing you a couple little songs that your daddies and your mothers might have heard. And you too, perhaps. First, the immortal George Gershwin's Swanee. I've been away from you a long time. I never thought I'd miss you so. Somehow I feel your love is real. Near you, I want to be. The birds are singing it is sometime. The banjo's running soft and low. I know that you yearn for me too. Swanee, you're calling me. Swanee, how I love you, how I love you, my dear old Swanee. I'd give the world to be among the folks in D-I-X. I even know my mammy waiting for me, praying for me down by the Swanee. The folks up north won't see me no more when I get to that Swanee shore. I love the old folks at home. Ah, Swanee, how I love you, how I love you, my dear old Swanee. The folks up north won't and now, boys, a little song that helped me pay the mortgage on my farm. I hope you remember it. Yes, sir. They're playing Mary. I hope you remember it. The sunshine beat. The sun shines west, I know where the sun shines best. Mammy, my little mammy, my heart's the rings are tangled around. Alabama, I, I'm a-coming, sorry that I made you wait. I, I'm a-coming, I hope and trust that I'm not late. Oh, Mammy, my little mammy, I'd walk a million miles for one of your smiles, my mammy, oh, mammy, mammy, my little mammy, the sun shines east, the sun shines west, I know where, I know where the sun shines best, just on my mammy I'm talking about, nobody else's. My little Mary, my heart strings are tangled around. Alabama, Mammy, Mammy, I'm coming. Oh, I, I hope I didn't make a way. Mammy, I'm coming. Oh, God, I hope I'm not late. Mammy, look at me. Don't you know me? I'm a little baby. I'd walk a million miles, a million miles, a 
Boys is a song a lot of you asked me to sing. Hit it, Martin. When the wintry winds start blowing and the snow is starting in a fall, then my eyes turn with the knowing that's the place that I love best of all. California, I've been blue since I've been away from you. I can't wait till I get going, even now I'm starting in the fall. California, here I come, right back where I started from. The flowers, the flowers bloom in the spring. Dawning, birdie sing, and everything the sun kiss me said, don't be late. That's why I can hardly wait. Come on, open up that golden gate, California. Here I come, California. Here I come, yeah. Right back where I started from. The flowers, the flowers bloom in the spring. Thank you very much. And now, before I leave, I want to say this to you guys out there on the fighting front. The Japs claimed they started this war because Japan was congested and they needed more space. If more space is what they want, they'll get it, guys, because we're going to give them hell. time is the bugle boy around here, and he's fixing the sound taps any second now. But don't forget, command performance will blow Reveille each week and every week till it's over, over there. Make no new demands for entertainment or they'll be answered. And listen, fella, the demands of Adolf and Tojo and Benito, they're being answered too. And buddy, it's not entertainment, they're getting. So long. for today. If you uh, have a comment, email me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. I welcome your story or that of loved ones who served during World War II. Ken Curlin provides our opening theme music, kencurlin.com. I am your host, Adam Graham. This uh, series is provided as a service of the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio, greatdetectives.net.